The following is a presentation of the WRBB Sports Podcast Network. Good evening and welcome to Matthews Arena for another edition of Northeastern Hockey on WRBB. Good evening. You're listening to WRBB 104.9 FM, your home for Husky sports. Welcome to Hockey East this week. My name is Ray. And I'm joined by my co-host, Emma Sullivan. Hello. And Mike Puzangara. Hello. And today we're talking Husky hockey, but I will have to ask the audience, do we want to go heartbreak or Patty Kazmaier first? Let's, let's get the heartbreak out of the way. Please. Like, okay. We can end the show on a high note. So, you know, our hearts were broken on Monday. That's a... That's, That's a nice under- way of putting it. Yeah. Our hearts were broken. Um, before we really dive into it, obviously, they, the Northeastern men's hockey team lifted the four-year, I guess, I don't know if it was a jinx or just like the tradition of losing the game in the middle of their bean pot, which, I mean, good that they won against the top team in Hockey East. They beat UMass Lowell in Lowell. 4-2, which part of me wasn't expecting, but I think, but for some reason, Northeastern plays really well in Songus, and it was a great game for them. They scored two in the first, two in the third, and obviously great things we can say. Julian Kislin finally got his first career goal. Love that for him. Which, my God, I did not think it was going to take him so long, and I'm surprised games. it did. He's played... He takes a lot of shots. He t- <laughs> I was just saying, it's not like he's one of the dudes who doesn't shoot on that. He yeah. shoots. Cough, cough. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> we we talked we talked with Aiden McDonough before the second round of the Bean Pot, um, and you know I asked him about you know kind of the bench reaction to the Kislin goal, and he was like, yeah, like it was it was incredible. I was so happy for him. You know, we kind of mess with him all the time because. He takes a lot of shots. He has a lot of chances, and he, <laughs> he hasn't just scored never yet. makes them. No, but, but it, finally, it was good. Good for him. Yeah, finally he got one. I'm honestly very happy. I had said um, in the Slack because we were talking about it in the beginning of the year. I forget who we were comparing it to. We were like, who's going to get their first career goal first? And then you him and or I, Devin Levi. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like Julian Kissel. We were joking about Devin Levi. And then we're like, you know what? Kissel's going to get it. It's going to happen. And it finally happened. And so lovely to see. Um, on top of that, he also got another point, an assist on Sam Colangelo's Lowell branch of Sam's Club, which we loved. And also another really cool goal, the bunker got one. Oh, yeah. Love yeah. that for Tommy. Love that for Tommy Miller. Is that his first in the Northeastern jersey? That was jersey? his first, yes. and that was a really important goal on four-on-four. Four. Absolutely. I I mean... Game winner. Right? That, that was the game winner. You're right. And Good for Tommy. Good for Tommy Miller. Congrats, Tommy. That was another point by Sam Colangelo. Yeah, Tommy, we know you're listening. Congrats. <laughs> thank you so much. We know the Tommy. entire Northeastern hockey program is listening to us right now. So they are. Hey, they everyone. Are. They are. Hi, guys. Um, you guys are great against Lowell. Not so great against B. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but, yeah, they won that game. I literally did not want them to win that game because I wanted the tradition to keep. I expected that was going to jinx the bean pot, and I feel you, like I was right. You called it last Thank week. Thank you very much. We talked I about did. this. We did. I said if they won that game, it was not going to be pretty Monday, and it you wasn't it. pretty, and I, I was right because Monday, the championship, the bean pot championship, Northeastern BU part two, and 
Northeastern, you know, I was going to say I can't say they played bad, but I can. I absolutely can because they did. That's mm. like it, 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 it's kind of burying the league because both teams were bad for the first two periods, and then Northeastern just got like steamrolled. It was embarrassing. It was bad. Kind of it was bad. It was not good. It, it, I, oh, my God. I, it hurts me to talk about it because, obviously, um, BU came away with the bean pot, their first bean pot in, like, seven years or whatever. Congrats to them on their whatever. 31st bean pot championship, which, by the way, is an absurd number. <laughs> like, whatever. Like, hello. First bean pot in, like, seven years. Okay, who cares? But... Um, Who cares? Oh my God. I'm sorry. I, sorry to I have to be better. Hockey a little program, bit. if you're listening, <laughs> the BU hockey program is absolutely listening. They should be. They're I have fans. to be better a little bit. They love us. They love us. I don't Shout have. I'm trying to think. The shot total by period. It was not good. Let's talk about it because poor TJ Semptonfelter. Good God, That's, poor TJ Semptonfelter. I looked up for half of the second period, and the shots were 15 to four for us, like at least 10 minutes straight. It was mm. bad. It was awful offensively from the Huskies. Um, BU had what looks abysmal. BU had what looks to be twenty nine overall shots on goal in the entire game, which you know you're like, all right, that's not too bad. You guys are stretching it a little bit, but Northeastern had nineteen, and most of those came in the third period. Um, they had four shots on goal in the first period, by the way, only four, mm-hmm. five in the second, yep. and then ten in the third. Yep. Meanwhile, BU had 11 in the first period, 7, and then 11 in the third. And then, obviously, the goal by Dylan Peterson. Boo. Which, it was a nice goal. If we have to get into it again, I've said this for three weeks straight, and I'm going to say it again. I don't know what Jordan Harris is doing. I don't know what has happened Uh, to him. But, my God. like, like he needs to get it together. It was such a bad play, not just from Harris, but also Tommy Miller just mm-hmm. yeah got beat, and that was the that was the theme the whole night. BU just outskates the just outskates Northeastern by is, a mile. Yes, like even Gunnar Fontaine was getting beat, and he's fast. My thing is, this is something Northeastern knows. They've played this BU team twice already. They've beaten them twice, although obviously they were, should be close, and there was the shootout. We don't have to talk about that, but they've played this team twice they know the kind of team BU is they know that BU plays fast plays hard likes to battle this is this is your crosstown rival you know what you're expecting when you play BU so the fact that they went into that game lackadaisical as if BU wasn't going to take advantage and try and steamroll them Mm -hmm. is ridiculous to me and props to TJ Semptonfelter because it probably would have been like five nothing had TJ Sunderfelter not been in net. We also kind of buried something. Justin Ritzkovian wasn't in the lineup for the Huskies, which is a problem when the top it, line was absolutely just throwing whoever could play center this is up there with McDonough. This and Aiden true. McDonough could not could not hit the net. Like just straight. Aiden up McDonough hit has the not been able to hit the net for maybe two weeks. Yeah, I, d- I did probably. think th- personally that um, I-, I disagreed with the mentality there. Um, for putting McDonough on the line with Demelis and Chupani for this one, because yeah. like for me personally, when when I think about Aiden McDonough, he's a guy who needs good service coming to him, and that's why yeah. Ritzkovian is so good because he's so good at winning the puck, and he's so good at finding the open pass. Absolutely. And so, for me, I think that the best line that they can put out, the best single line is McDonough, Ritzkovian, Colangelo. Mm-hmm. And, and we've seen it work. It, it, it does it's work. It's worked for them. It worked last week against BC. It yeah, worked the, against Vermont as well. The thing was, I didn't... 
like that line that he had with him isn't as good of service as he's going to get with Ritz Covey out there. I thought yeah. a better fit for him out there would have been Ty Jackson yeah. in the middle That's there. That's who I thought was going to be put in the middle top line because Ty Jackson, obviously, no Justin Driscovian, but he's still a great center. He battles hard despite his being small, and but he's extremely quick, likes to battle, and he makes good passes. He's a good feeder for someone like McDonough who needs someone to feed him the puck mm. in great places. Ty Jackson is a reliable person for that. And, and I don't a, see why that wasn't the original game plan. And he had a really good game with Fontaine and Colangelo. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, that third line was Northeastern's best line throughout the yes. night. They just couldn't hit the net. And yeah. you could you could kind of tell from seeing the line charts that, okay, this would, if someone was going to score on this team, that it was, was going to be, be that the line that was going to come from. I expected, you know, maybe two goals to come from that line. And granted, none did because... You know, no one on the team showed up for the game, really, except for TJ. But, like, Ty Jackson needed to be the one providing service to McDonough. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Like, I don't think there's any arguing that. um, You know, Matt Demelis has played a bit better as of late, um, but he's still kind of a guy who, like, he's not your number one passer. He's not your number one shooter either. Like, he's a solid forward. Um, you know, he gets the job done, but he can't be your center for your best winger. Yeah. And Chupani was playing up on that top line with McDonough and Ritzkovian while Colangelo was injured, but he jumped from the fourth line to the first line, mm-hmm. and it was like you can't, you can't have him jump that high and expect it to go super well. But the thing is, I don't think Chupani was... Bad, he was good. Chupani's kind of bounced around all yeah, year. Chupani's yeah, Chupani's bounced around the lines all year. That's just what has happened. He's bounced from being on the kid and dad line with Hughes and Novak. <laughs> I, I had to call it that. I'm sorry. The I kid love and that. dad the line. Kid, the kids and dad. Um, um, like that was also that was during the BU game. Why the kids and dad? The first BU game, the shootout game, the kids and dad. Um, but he's played with them. He's played obviously top line with McDonough and Rizkovian. He. He's versatile enough that he can bounce around and play relatively solid wherever he's put. But I don't think, obviously, that... Well, one, it wasn't working. And two, he also is one of those players that kind of needs a good feed. But, like, he's one of the ones who will camp out in front of the net, Mm -hmm. get a good pass from anywhere in front of the net, get a good tip in. That's the player Chupani is. We saw it from when he first stepped on the ice. That's how he is. And Demelis also just isn't that person either. Mm-hmm. For that either. To be fair, I don't really know what Demelis is a person for, but that's neither here nor there. That is a conversation we've had many times where we have no idea what Demelis... We just... He's just there. Mm-hmm. So, he plays. He, he plays. He contributes. He's He plays. That's That's there, you know, but... When you have two guys that need very specific kinds of, like that play very spe- in very specific ways, that need very specific kinds of passes to make things going to get things started, and the guy in center is not really someone capable of doing that, it's never going to go well. Yeah, it, it, like McDonough's best games this year, at the beginning of the year when he had Ty and Dylan Jackson with him, and then... Dylan Jackson, we miss you, please. Recently, when he's I had Ritzkovian as his center. And yeah. to not have either of those two centers with him in the Beanpot Championship game, I just... 
Personally, I wouldn't have set it up that way, but I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a head coach. You know, I'm not a hockey mind. Yeah. Like, that's just the way I see it is that you need to give him service, and he didn't get it. And granted, like, the best way to get him service is to get on the power play and. It's the bean pot, so like they did what I didn't expect that to happen much anyway. I I personally expected a lot of penalties given how the last game against BU and the bean pot went. Like there's a it was a very physical game. But there weren't a lot of penalties in that one either. If if you remember correctly, there weren't a lot of penalties in that final game. And then there was like there was like I'm trying to think. Can I just say the old bean pot? There weren't a lot of penalties. There were two penalties called during the bean pot game on Monday. There was a. Boarding call after, who was it? Excuse me, I can't. Riley remember. Hughes got hit. Riley, Riley Hughes, Hughes got, got hit, hit by Jay O'Brien of the Terriers. Mm-hmm. And within 30 seconds, Jordan Harris got called for a roughing penalty, Hilarious. which, by the way, <laughs> should was, not have been a penalty. That was a dumb penalty. It also, was, it was I, I thought it was a high sticking at first because the stick came up and hit. I would have understood interference more than roughing. Yeah, I would have understood yeah, interference. Yeah, I just didn't, I just did not That's understand That's like, what, what I saw on Twitter afterwards was like, People like, saying, that "Oh, that was interference," and I was like, "No, like the call was roughing." Like, and they were like, "It what? wasn't even that hard of a hit." It wasn't. Any, anyway. No, like also, he he got him up high, yeah, but like not yeah. in the head. He got him like in the shoulder, upper chest, shoulder area. It like, was just a weird. Also, I will say, I am a liar. Seconds. By the way, yeah, no, <laughs> I like, should say I'm a liar. I know. Because <laughs> the thing is, I don't remember it being that many penalties. No, it was a lot. But of there penalties. were. But Northeastern had oh three power plays in the second and third. We took a penalty. Um, who took penalty? Saint Louis. Oh, what? Really? Oh, what are we talking about? We're talking about different games. We're talking about different games. I was talking oh, about. Oh, I'm <laughs> talking about. I thought you meant the October game. No, I was talking about Beatball 2020. I said My I was a liar because they had six power oh, plays. I honestly expected gonna, like <laughs> five like, penalties for gonna, each team. Yeah. Like minimum. And like it just. I will say we went. A lot of the people that took those penalties are no longer with us. Not they're not dead, but they're just not here. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that isn't. A, that is I, very, I didn't mean. Let's word that a little differently. I'm sorry. They way. are no longer a part of either program. I think. Did I? I didn't hit. Um, um, obviously. Rest in peace, Tyler Madden's wrist. <laughs> Please, I don't want to talk about Tyler Madden's wrist. We've talked too much about Tyler Madden's wrist this week. We haven't we talked ha- enough about. We have not talked enough about Tyler Madden's wrist and the implications <laughs> of what that did to that Northeastern team. They could have taken it all the way. Anyway. Um, I don't think they could have, considering the fact that literally three weeks later there was something called. They could have taken it all. They the could have taken it all the way outside yeah, of the just pandemic. Didn't exist. But they could have taken all right. it all the way. Anyway, yeah, but they were also without oh, Alex Vlasic along with the people that all the people that took the penalties. I don't think they're on the BU team anymore. Yeah. But and even, then even Alex Vlasic was out. I mean, even even looking at the um, Northeastern game <laughs> against BU at Aganis, um, like they sh- they had three power plays. BU had four power plays. There should have been more going on in that championship game. There should have been more calls. There were a lot a there lot were. of moments yeah, no. where kind of we were out there play. and we were thinking like there should have been a call there. Yeah. Um, that should have been a penalty. Yeah, the refs let them play a lot. And that just, like, I feel like they let the refs let the game get away from them a little bit. You know, Northeastern did not deserve to win that game. We'll no. get that caveat out there yeah. right now. There was no, no. no real way. world where that game goes as it does and Northeastern should have gotten a win. But, like, what I'm saying is that there were a lot of calls that didn't go either team's way. There mm-hmm. should have been a lot yeah. of penalties called and there weren't. And that was a huge disadvantage for Northeastern because 
with the penalty kill that they have and with the power play that they have. The power play hasn't been great, but against BU's PK, which hasn't been good, um, they it, probably would have been able a to. a better advantage than yeah. BU's power play versus Northeastern's PK. And I wonder if the controversial penalty at the end of the Beanpot 2020 game had any effect on this game. Because it, there was so much. There was way too much that. controversy I'll about that. Yeah, we don't know how about that. It wasn't a penalty. It wasn't no, a penalty. It straight up I will say penalty, it but, wasn't. You know, but we'll there take was a reaction it. after that. Definitely was. Um. <laughs> anyway, wonder who that was. Moving on. Anyway. No, but I wonder if the <laughs> like the move. the backlash from that call had any effect on the refing in or this maybe game. Maybe the refs don't want to do their job. That was also. That okay, also I am gonna try and not. Um, go after the refs here. I think it sorry, was just sorry, like, we're not gonna be Trevor's eager today. My bad. <laughs> I think it was just kind of like you didn't want the refs didn't want to be the story of the game. Yeah. And I just think that that's that's never a good way to go about it. Yeah. And yeah. like not blaming the officiating for the result. Northeastern. Northeastern did not deserve to win that in any way. Should not. Should never have won that game. Um, but like it did play a role in the flow of the game and how it went. So I just think that that was, that was probably my biggest issue other than Northeastern's lack of abysmal offense puck control. Oh. Yeah. They could not connect on a they pass. They could not connect on a single pass. It was, it was frustrating. It was so mind-numbing. We straight up called it boring. <laughs> like on I the did. broadcast. Mm-hmm. Yep. We, we did. It, it, it was very, it was, it was I also lot. added that in the recap after the game that, that we called it boring. I boring. can confirm that I was bored, honestly. <laughs> It was it was messy. Like my heart rate usually goes higher in high pressure situations for either team because it's an interesting pl- p- there's just whoa, nothing. section of play mm-hmm. when you're close to the net and taking shots and there was literally nothing. nothing for 37 minutes of play. It, and it was weird. There was just like a point in time where all Northeastern was doing once they once they were crossing the neutral zone they were dumping the puck going mm-hmm. for a change like not following up not trying to actually yeah. like set up anything and i was like good god are they gonna do anything at all like what is happening here it was it was ridiculous to watch and i was sitting there like and you know typically obviously during the bead pot like if you're in the stands you're gonna be standing up to watch i was bored i sat down i was like i literally (laughs) don't want to watch this anymore i was like this is ridiculous it was ridiculous. I was texting you during the third period, wasn't I? Yeah. I, <laughs> mean, I were do, literally texting him. I tried period. to do my shootout magic text again because it worked in the it last bean pot game. In the women's bean pot game. And then the it way. didn't work. Yeah. Um so rip that. Yeah, um, we did try the shutout the shutout words. But did not work. Credit to No credit to Vinny Duplacis, please. Um I was gonna No. Okay, okay. I guess not. No. I was gonna say that. <laughs> He um, didn't really do much. He didn't really do anything. No, like, he didn't face 19 no. shots. Like, um, did then jack. Let me switch that. Credit to TJ Sumptonfelter, who was the Eberly Award winner. Yep. yep. Eberly Award winner as Which the best goaltender. With a save percentage of 9-7-2, if I remember correctly. I think so. It was an insane number. It was crazy. He gave up two goals in two games after facing 69 shots. Nice. Um, in the 69th bean pot. In the 69th annual bean pot. Love that. Timely. Um, that's not the correct word. Moving on. Timely. I will I say that makes four years. Nine seven two. I was right. You were right. Nine seven two, which is great. And what I was gonna say makes four years of Northeastern Eberly winners. By the way, because Northeastern for some reason just has great goaltending. I like which obviously the first two years were Caden Primo. So yes, Northeastern mm-hmm. does have great goaltending. And then shout the third. Out <laughs> shout out Caden for real. Um, then <laughs> poor, and poor then Craig Caden. Pantano, who I love. 
I loved Craig. I mean, he he wasn't obviously the world's greatest goaltender in the world, but he was great. The, world, the world's greatest goaltender. In <laughs> yes, the world. I said that. He was that good. But he was good. <laughs> he was he was great for Northeastern. He he was. I'll give him that. And um and then. Obviously, we were without Devin Levi, so it was TJ. Which is so crazy to think yeah. about. But Devin Levi was supposed to start this game. That like yeah. We were supposed to have Drew Camesso in net for the Terriers and Devin Levi I, for the Huskies. It, and, and instead, we got Vinny Duplessis <laughs> and TJ Sumterfelter. Which is crazy to me because it makes you think, like, what, what if, let's say, what if the Beijing Olympics did not take Devin Levi or Drew Camesso and it was as it was supposed to be? with everyone where they were supposed to be, how would that have gone? Because we we saw the way both Duplessis and Sutton played, which were Duplessis. outstanding. I'm And so you're, you're thinking, like, if it were how it was originally planned, would, what, would it have gone the same way? I'm going to go and say yes. Because Devin Levi can't skate the puck down the ice and score. And that was the problem for Northeastern. He could try. Um, he would get to the he would, try. he would get to the blue line and get whistled. He would, um, I mean, like he would take a penalty. Let's be honest here. Duplessis, I would like to see that. Duplessis has been better than Camesso has been. Oh, Duplessis, that's true. Like it, I was it's gonna not, say, if Camesso was in net, if Camesso was in net, Northeastern probably would have scored at least once because Camesso is just not that good. They but, couldn't hit the net though. That, like okay, they might have. The, the few that they had that did hit the net. Probably Ryan St. Louis would have scored. Ryan St. Louis I mean, would have scored. I, I, I think he about, had a good chance. I think about the Tyler spot chance. Yeah, like the Tyler spot chance was probably like one of their best. The Gunnar Wolf Fontaine attempt lives in my mind rent free. Mm. The Riley Hughes whiff. <laughs> Did you? I'm asking Like, yeah, that was just. <gasps> Sorry. Because, no, they took, they took Riley, so long to finally Ray. create a chance and he had you space. He just had to hit the puck and he didn't. And he didn't. <laughs> That kind of summed up the game. Like, entirely. You, they weren't the going to score. After, I was like, oh I, my God. I was going to ask, did you see the photo? I saw the, the photo and I was like, shout oh. out Kayla. Shout out Kayla Shout. Love our photographer. She's great. And editor. <laughs> and, our, and our lead editor. We love her. Thank you for editing literally every piece. But um, yeah, I saw the photo and I literally just shook my I closed my eyes and I shook my head. I was like, good Lord. Because being in the stands, obviously seeing that, I, I couldn't really see that well because I'm like literally can't see anything ever. But I'd seen him whiff the shot and I was like, oh my God, he whiffed. But then seeing the actual picture and see, just seeing the puck behind it's his like, stick of him just like missing full, it, it was... It's a full foot behind his stick. It's, oh my it's, God. It's like, so it bad. hurt even worse just looking at the photo. I was like, well, my goodness. At least you didn't have to go and find the Dylan Peterson goal. Sorry. That was... <laughs> Was rewatching it, you just see Tommy Miller come sliding across from like past as the puck is entering the net, and it's not fun. You see, you see Jordan you just see, like sprawled on the other you side. You see Harris oh. sprawled on the other side, diving to stop Peterson on his right. Peterson just like skates around him. Like, are you serious? Yeah. Like, I, like Harris is on the floor and Peterson just no, skates I just, around I just him. Think, I just think like, Harris went down too early there. He did. Yeah, he like, did. He, made, he, he made just missed the right play he just mistimed it like if he had given it another just second, another push he would have little. cut off the entire angle that armstrong had to play the pass he would and even yeah. if armstrong had played the pass early over to peterson there's there was a it's a much chance. further distance for him to shoot from mm. and it gives Semtefelter time to get across the crease which is yeah. he's really good at but he can't do that when peterson's an inch away from the goal mouth and again yeah. it was with 202 remaining in the game their fatigue had to play into that a little bit I would hope. 
because, I mean, of course, Harris has looked rough in the last few games, but for the most part in this game, I didn't think he looked as bad as he mm, did. He, he, had, he had his moments. I, I I'm going to be honest with you. I I don't remember. It's fine. I get it. <laughs> he, he had moments where I was like, okay. I didn't you notice. You shouldn't have done that there, but you know what? It TJ saved your butt, so I'll let you slide. I didn't notice him as much as I did in other games, and I counted that as a win until we got to that goal. Yeah. And then it kind of fell apart. I don't know whether he just doesn't want to go to Montreal. Like, I don't know what Okay, let's not take shots at the Habs right Sorry. now. <laughs> I could. Sorry to the Montreal Canadians. We- <laughs> Shout out Caden Primo Shout in Montreal K- right now. Shout out Caden Primo in Laval. Um, and Ryan St. Louis' father <laughs> as the coach. And Riley Hughes and Jack Hughes' father. As <laughs> the GM. And apparently, there is a trade rumor going around. I promise this connects. That Dylan Peterson might be involved in a trade <laughs> to Montreal. So, you know, we'll keep an eye on that. Because I think that would be Whatever. funny. Right. Dylan Peterson, Jordan Harris, and Jaden Struble in the same Besties. organization. Besties. There, I connected it. They're Ta-da. Friends. It's fine. Um, yeah, but I'm sure there's no hatred about that. Absolutely not. frustration about that. Absolutely not. You kidding me? Um, but, yeah, I feel like there's not much else to talk about. I mean, okay, what we can say is I'm looking at the wrong schedule. My bad. Um, I was still on the 2020 schedule. But, um... They have some games left, obviously. They have a home-and-home home against Boston College, home-and-home home against UConn. Conte. I mean, those are just yeah. two really long road trips that they have to make. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> two really long road trips, yeah. That's tough. Yeah, they have to go all the way up to Chestnut Hill. Like, it's so far, bro. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. They have the home-and-home, and and then another home-and-home the following weekend against UConn, and they have the game against Vermont, and then a home-and-home against the MAC, who are no longer ranked. Sorry to the MAC. Um, Did they lose? The MAC? Yeah. They have lost a few times. They have lost quite a bit. Oh. Um, I will say... See, shows how much I know. Anyway. I will say, obviously, this weekend, Northeastern's still without... um, well, we'll still obviously be without Levi, but BC will still be without the three players that they're missing. Oh, gosh. McLaughlin, McLaughlin uh, McBain, McBain, and, and Hellison. Hellison. They're still without them. But both uh, both Levi and the three BC players should be back by next weekend series for both teams because both Team Canada and Team USA have been eliminated in the quarterfinals Woo. in Beijing. Love North American hockey. And Devin Levi did not play a single minute, which yeah, I'm not going to agree with that decision, but you know, I'm not going to agree with that. I am not Claude personally. Julian. I am not a member of the Canadian I'm coaching staff. I'm very glad I'm not Claude Julian because Claude Julian was probably getting reamed for the fact that he did not play his young he star definitely, goaltender. He definitely um, got some heat on Twitter. I, oh, I, I saw some people that were like, why didn't Devin Levi play? Me included. Anyway. Um, but yeah, both you teams said- are without their people at the Olympics. Obviously, the last time Northeastern faced BC was the se- Beanpot semifinals, and they won that 3-1. Um, so, I don't know if I'm too worried. Obviously, playing a Conti Forum, though, is never pleasant. Conti Forum is just an awful place to go. Um, so, it's never pleasant, and this Northeastern team never really has a good time in Conti Forum. I don't think anyone does. They haven't won there since, like, yeah, twenty eighteen or something. They have not won in Conti Forum. Their first game, their only, their first and only game outside of the Beanpot against BC was at Conti Forum, and they lost that one, five to three. Yeah. So Aiden McDonough did score, though. I remember that. <laughs> yes, he did. Um, I had to look at that for. But 
something. So else. that obviously may not be pretty, but I mean, they're facing Boston I College mean, at home. They should have a good crowd. They should hopefully be able to pull this one out. And Boston College has. They haven't won a game in 2022, I believe, which is rough. Nope. That's abysmal. They tied Harvard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. First ever tie in a bean pot, by the way. That was I'm so disgusted at this year's bean pot. I was like, this year's bean pot just awful. Like it's anyway, so, it was so so gross. Mike is definitely struggling over there with the um, bean pot results. Understandable because it's just ridiculous. I made the mistake of pulling up a BU article about the bean pot. <laughs> Why? Ew. Why did you? I hopped up on my Twitter and I clicked on the link. Wouldn't have done that personally. Um, um from who? <laughs> um, from the WTBU. Oh, shout out WTBU. Shout out WTBU. Our not competitors, our friends. They are friends. They came on. They, uh, they came on the Bean Pod, which is Colin and Maddie's podcast that take, isn't a Northeastern hockey podcast, by the way. Just to clarify, take a listen to it. I know it's out of date now, but it's still a it's, good. They were still listen. there. Haven't listened to it myself, but you know, <laughs> I'm sure it's good. Shout out Maddie and Colin. Um. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. So, what do you guys think about the home home against BC? I know I like talked and rambled for like five minutes on that, but they should be able to win both. I think going to Conti might be difficult, but I can't sucks. imagine there's much pride in the BC student section right now in their team. So They did true. come out in droves for the first Beanpod game, and then there was no one and there that, for the did second. They they, they did. Did they, though? They did. They were a lot of them there. They were very loud. There were a lot of them there, Mike. I can barely hear you over them at some point. They were there. Um, I am. Um, the only thing I worry about is the fact that BC has lost 10 straight. And how that, because I'm always. Oh, yeah, I'm so worried about that. <laughs> no, I'm a little worried. I'm very because worried because it always seems to be that the long losing streaks end in a way that doesn't benefit teams that I've watched. Yeah, to be fair, you're so, right. While and BC struggled, they did keep us in check during the bean pot, they especially did. during that third period. Yeah, they did. And like Mike said, Conti is a very hard place to play. And I can't help but get 2020 flashbacks, and I really hope we are wrong when Mike and you I go to Conti because I oh, don't yeah. want to relive that. that. Oh, thanks. It's a really fun I'm doing it tomorrow. I don't, yeah. I don't, you're so excited. I don't want to relive anything from 2020 Northeastern men's hockey. I just so. don't want to relive 2020. For, okay. for anyone wondering, any if, of all the places oh. I've been to work a game or to call a game, Conti Forum for a men's it's hockey game worst. is by far the worst experience. Like, that's, like, I can remove my dislike for Boston College as a whole out from that. And just say Condi Forum is just like, awful. literally just calling a game there is maybe the worst experience you can have. Um, I will say that's for men's hockey because they have more media there. For women's hockey, it's not bad because you get an actual seat in the press box. Um, but Boston College does not have a big enough press box to accommodate people, and so you end up less than two feet behind their student section. And standing um, up on foldable chairs. <laughs> standing up on foldable chairs, trying to see that was my... the rink from the back corner of the arena. Good it God. is literally the worst positioning they could give I'm not excited. for a radio station to call a game. Yeah, that's awful. I hope they pull this, these victories out because if... if also, they... also, it's really far away. Yeah, it's such a trek. Yeah. Like, it's way outside of Boston. It's not in Boston at all. It's, no, Chester. If it was in Boston, you could walk there. But it's very it's far. Not, it's not in Boston. It's so. not in Boston. Um, I will say, I hope they win. But so, I will be on the call tomorrow with Colin Kapoor and Adam Doucette for BC versus Adam Northeastern Doucette. at Matthews. 
Adam Doucette's primed, excited return to WRBB Broadcasting. Thank you very Woo. much. Excited to, excited to get it going. Welcome back, Deuce. Welcome back. And then nice. Saturday's you guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> they both are so excited. Don't even bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We get to go somewhere nicer before then. But Oh, yeah, I forgot about Yeah, that. we do, and we're going to talk about that right after this commercial break. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to send you some PSAs, and then we're going to talk about good hockey because, <laughs> my God, is it good hockey. Keep it locked. You know where to be. See you in a Sequeira bit. Snipes from the left circle, and that's his first goal of the year. Toe drags around a defender. Initial save made by Caden Primo, and he stops the second one as well. Great job there by Caden Primo. Solo from way outside, right over the blue line. He winds up, puts one into the back of the net. The first goal for the freshman really came out of nowhere there. We are and back. Takes Welcome back to WRB Sports 104.9 FM. Um, now we get to talk good hockey. Great hockey. Phenomenal hockey, Woo. even. Probably the best hockey you will ever watch. Women. Yeah. Any applause? Any applause? Any cheers? Thank you. Thank you all. Thank y'all so much. Sorry, my water bottle was in my hand. I was holding my phone. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, jeez. So, the women's hockey team had three games that we can talk about. I was two of them. Yeah. And what was that two of them? First one we're going to talk about is Maine. Their hockey skating strides night on Friday. I mean, you see the score. 8-1. Maury Murphy. Another hat trick. Second hat trick in a row. Um, eight goals in three games. Eight goals borderline absurd eight goals in a full period of hockey love it um not in a full period in a full game of hockey my bad <laughs> i was like whoa <laughs> what did i <laughs> miss <laughs> sorry guys 16 goals in the last three games like in the just from merrimack bu and maine not even counting maine and new hampshire it's been 16 goals and that's just because they scored eight against maine which is great and we got to see Alexa Matz's time as well, which I that really was, enjoy. That was definitely the highlight. Like, they scored eight goals, and Alexa Matz's getting time in the net was the highlight. And making a great save. Oh, Some my great God. saves with that. It was like, so happy to see it. I caught the tail end of that because I was at the women's <laughs> basketball game. You just showed up. And, and, and all of and the WRB fan section from women's basketball all showed up to Matthews Arena at the end. We were like, oh, my God, it's 8-1, and we got to watch Alexa Matsis, and I literally cannot ask for anything more. There are so. two There are two things I would like to mention and half apologize for. First, our broadcast was a bit of a mess to start. We missed the first couple minutes of the game. <laughs> Sorry about that. And then also, we definitely missed the fact that Maine's goaltender switched for the third period. So sorry. Um, it happens. Also, on top of that, speaking I'm of still beating myself up over it, as you were, can tell, since I've were, talked about this so much. As I say, speaking of main and goaltending, there is no Lauren Porter. Yeah, which probably which, explains the eight goals that they I still scored. I still don't understand what happened. She she's been hurt for a few weeks. Oh, That's sad, considering main kind of needs her because she's their anchor, but. They played. They played really well the next game, but we're talking about Friday's game. Yeah, um, I mean, on that game, obviously, there's not Kennedy Little for Maine did get her first ever NCAA goal, which, which was awesome great. to see. Proud of her. And then Northeastern just kind of <laughs> absolutely scored five straight after. Dominated, um, including two goals from Chloe Arar. Arar yeah, who who, we, all, who now is who we will talk about later. Yeah, but I mean, in conclusion, Maureen Murphy. What more can you say? Like 
she's she's a joy to watch she's on the amazing. ice. Like it's it is so fun to watch this team. She's I can't amazing. I say this all the time. This might be one of the most fun teams I've ever watched play hockey, and it's yeah. not even close. Like they're just so energetic, and that's not even because they win all the time. But they're just so talented. They're extremely talented, very energetic when they get on that ice. All it's nice always people. great. And like I every- love I love Maureen Murphy highlight reel performances because it's always so just casual. She's like, yeah, you know, another hat trick. She doesn't even celebrate. <laughs> she literally didn't. I love it, though. She celebrated more for her teammates than she did for herself. I love that, And it was though. like, you scored six goals in two games, and you're just yeah. stone-faced. Which, like, mad respect. Mm-hmm. And then they always celebrate for each other. They're always extremely excited. You know, even though Olena Mueller's not with us, she's still in... <laughs> She's Stop sorry. Saying sorry. That. I'm sorry. I don't mean that. Sorry to Alina I and the Swiss Alina team. Mueller, you, are, you are alive. I know. <laughs> oh um, she is. Alina Mueller is also on her way back from Beijing. Um, sorry to the Swiss national team. Sorry to the Swiss national team. Losing in the bronze medal game. To Finland. But it's okay. You guys played great. Alina Mueller scored in the Olympics, so I'm not mad. She scored multiple times. Exactly. She was v- Alina Mueller, good at hockey. As we Hot know. take. Hot take, really. Um... But what I was going to say about her, she's also one of the play, a player that you see that is always so excited for yeah. when her team scores. And that's really rubbed off on the rest of them because they all get so happy when, when each other, like when one of another player gets something on, gets on the board. And then for their own goals, they're like, okay, cool. But, but my teammate just scored. Let's all cheer and celebrate. And which also, is awesome. And also, Gwyneth Phillips on the bench when Alexa Matzis took over. Yeah. Was bouncing she's so she happy. was jumping so high and it was so nice to it's see so that this team just loves each other so and much so, and it's such oh. a nice group of people to be around and you could clearly tell how close-knit they are yeah so that's great and it made for a really great game obviously yeah Eight goals. you know maury murphy once again making the case why she should be the 2021 2022 patty kazmaier winner i don't know why you're saying that so quietly like say it no, because because you have to say it fast and quick. Oh, oh, sure oh, oh sorry, 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 um, sorry. But yeah, that was the first game against Maine, and then they did it again on Saturday night, but just not I as. <laughs> Emma was also there. I was not there for this I one. Just, my bad. I never leave Matthews at this point. At this point, but this God, one I was. I wish that was me. Sorry, I love Matthews. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, I would say I would say would you want to switch for Saturday, but I'm not going to Conti. So excited to go to Conti for <laughs> my favorite place to call a game. Sorry, I will not be. I would switch with you, but no. Okay. No thanks. All right, all right. So they played Maine again and Matthews on Saturday. They won. But this one was <laughs> it was rough. It's a bit much. Chloe Arar got a puck to the hand. She blocked a shot. We talked to Flynn after he. She blocked a shot like eight mm. minutes in. And didn't come back and didn't play the next game either. Ouch. So hopefully she's back this weekend against UConn, considering it is the last weekend of play in the regular season for this team. But um, it was a 2-0 shutout, as you say, said. The 71st win in Hockey East for goaltender Aaron Frankel, which is the all-time leader in wins for the league. Woo! Which... Just another thing to add to the record books for Aaron. Just Ooh. absolutely dominating. Amazing. Um, but after watching Friday's game, we talked about how Maine just looked like they'd rolled over and kind of 
not given up, but they just struggled so much. And then the next game, they came out and they woke up. They woke up. They were in front of the net all the time. They were blocking all these shots. And Northeastern had to rely on the power play to get anything going offensively because mm-hmm. they just were getting blocked by these main defenders, which was it made for interesting hockey, but. I was gonna say it was frustrating for the Huskies. Yeah, I was gonna say it was probably very refreshing to watch. Obviously, Maine like wake up and and play hard and play this team hard. Like I know Maine can because Maine has played this team hard before. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's definitely frustrating for the Huskies who are coming off of a, go- a game where they scored eight straight, like eight goals. So it's like you're like, ah, oh, it's a bit slower. Yeah. It's- plus, it was the office night. <laughs> Sorry. I <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. Not going to say it. Okay. Don't. I've never seen The Office. I've also never seen The Office, so oh I, I I don't have any intention guys, of watching listen, it. Guys, listen, it was sorry, The guys. Office night. My bad. And they only scored I got, twice. I don't know if that's anything. I, I don't. It's not a reference to anything. <laughs> I don't know why. why. I think that might have been the curse. No more Office nights. Um, skating Strides Night is their best night. No more Office nights. We've decided. And tomorrow now. is Skating Strides Night for the men's team. Yes, it is. That's true. So... Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, um, but they won that one, was not as good of a showing, but they still were able to keep that, still a shutout, no big deal, no big, no big issues just yet. Then they went to the Whitmore Center in Durham, New Hampshire, and played a very close game against UNH, which... I don't know. I'm not too happy to hear that. There's there's something about UNH that just they play Northeastern. And then they play great. So well. Yeah. Whenever they're out there. You know, Ava Boudelier was great in that again. As usual. But she didn't face the volume of shots that most hockey goaltenders face against Northeastern. And, you know, you can credit that partly to no Alina Mueller, no Chloe Arar. But the fact is... Boudelier only faced 27 shots, which, which must be a season low for Northeastern. I'm actually going to check, check that. that. Well, You're you going to look talk. through all yeah. 29 games. Uh-huh. Um, but, you yeah, know, I just feel like it was a bit underwhelming. I mean, Nor- New Hampshire got the first goal, in the fir- got the lone goal you, in the first. You almost never see that, too. Which you never typically never see that Unless it's against Northeastern. They had 26 what? shots against Vermont, but 27 is the second lowest. Is the oh is that the loss two weeks ago? Correct. Yes, oh. it is. Um, Wait, no, it was in it? November. Never oh, mind. Never mind. Um, something that I will say is that Dave Flint talked about this afterwards. First periods for this Husky team in 2022 have been bad. so bad, and bad. I don't know what it is, but you can't enter games going into the Hockey East tournament and then potentially anything after the Hockey East tournament with a slow starting first period. It's not going to end well. I like and I it hurts cuz I don't want to say a lot of it probably is the lack of Mueller, but Mueller is Mueller a- was here. Like she was here the entire month of January and they still struggled in the first period. It seems it yeah. kind of just seems like they're playing down to their opponent. Which is something that they sh- that they literally have n- don't typically do and it's something that I sh- that Flint has told them not to do because in past press conferences I've like, I've been in with Flint. He's like, yeah, this team, I always tell them not to play down to their opponent. You know, that's, like, an issue that they've had at least a little bit last season. It was like, don't play down to your opponent. Play the game you play. play. Play the game you play, and everything will fall into place. And it always does for them when they do that. But when they play down to their opponents, 
you get close games like this where you don't know if they're actually going to be able to pull it off because the other team is playing them and battling back so hard. And he's mentioned to them that the first period is slow every single game this year, this calendar year. I've talked to him, I think it's four times now, and I've we've talked about the first period being slow every single time. And that can't happen. Yeah. Like, you can't rely on your power play to turn around and pick you up. You can't rely on the second and third period because potentially your opponent is going to come back out even stronger in the second and third and just, like, just stop any sort of momentum that you have. Yeah. You need to play with the momentum. And as you said, Chloe Arar being out and Alina Mueller not being here are two things that definitely had an impact, both in the main game and in the New Hampshire game. But if you look at the amount of seniors that are graduating, there are so many that aren't going to be here next year. And if you're... You're already playing like, like if you're playing like this now, I worry about how that impacts them in the future. And I don't know if that's looking too far ahead, but it's really not because it's after, like a couple weeks. I was gonna say, yeah, it's after, literally, it's literally this weekend, and then hockey tournament hockey's starts tournament. next weekend. Exactly, next weekend. They literally have seven thirty p.m. This at weekend, and they are honoring show up. twelve seniors. That's oh, insane. God. Which Including, the best part of it is that it spans three different freshman classes this is true because of the covid year and the extra eligibility and then like there's and just so much andrea runner. And andrea runner we love andrea and runner maddie mills is a transfer yeah and she's graduating and like, you're losing frankel you're which lo- losing frankel which i'm not extremely worried about obviously because gwyneth phillips is great we love yeah phillips. of course and we have the both phillips and masses are clearly capable but aaron frankel has been the backbone of this team for a very long time forever Literally Andrea ever. Renner has been a backbone a back of this hole. team for literally ever. the spinal cord, like just like so important. Their captain, Brooke Hobson, is graduating. Yeah, Lauren McInnes is graduating. Sky Fontaine's graduating. Skylar Fontaine. I forgot. Yeah, you're like, I, sometimes yeah. I forget that Skylar Fontaine is graduating, and it yeah. just breaks my heart a little there bit more. There are a lot. Of Shout out Skylar. Also, I loved when they post these on Twitter. They're like. We're going to show you pictures of all of our seniors as freshmen, and <laughs> they have Mills. all of them. And then at the bottom, it's like, we're Maddie. also really big Maddie Mills fans, but we only have photos. <laughs> and it's a picture from last weekend. Yeah. <laughs> like She's in the skating strides jersey. <laughs> I, I kind of want to go over this. Who all is graduating? There's right? so is many people. So it's graduate. Mills, yeah. Frankel, Ward, Fontaine, Foot. Hobson, Cipra, McKinnis, Jerusic, Tucker, Sindoris, Foot, and Renner. Good It's God. such a long list. Is Beer Brown also graduating or no? Or is she taking her after Based year? on this, Mia Brown is not graduating. Okay, she's taking her after year. Got it. So, so that's like... That's a lot of that's people. Half, that's half the team. That's basically... It's 12 players. That's half... Basically half yeah. the team. If you put out that's a lineup, half it's half the lineup. It's yeah, half, it's half, half the, the roster. Practically. Aww. That's insane. That is absolutely Michaela insane. Doris, is there really no way you can extend an extra year, please? <laughs> please. <laughs> I can ask nicely. But, like, you think about the fact that this team has so much depth that like Katie Sipper has spent all year as the extra skater basically yeah like, Katie she got great goal in the 8-1 game I think and she did yeah. yeah and like Kate Holmes hasn't played most games like She's there are a lot of really players great. who just so haven't like... been out on the ice because they have so many players yeah. <laughs> like it is good that they're getting yeah a smaller roster like better for the players who are on the yeah. team to actually be able to get on the ice next year. But, yeah, but still, we're missing... And like, you say all those players, but you also still have Alina Mueller, Chloe Arar, and I think you didn't say Maureen Murphy, so... Yeah, Maureen Murphy's still here, Keegan Murphy's still here. 
Oh. You've got uh, Peyton Anderson. Peyton Anderson's still here. You've got Skylar Irving, who as a freshman has just looked amazing. Can't wait for her boss. And, I mean, they'll have new freshmen coming in. Exactly. Well. Yeah, they still have new freshmen coming in. Um, don't know too much about the incoming class, but... I haven't seen much. Me either. I do know that the... Thing. I know we finished talking about the men's team, but the men's team did get a transfer from BU. Oh, yeah. Doyle? Doyle? Yes. Yeah, this is true. 2 He'll be coming in as a sophomore. Interesting. Yeah. Played, I think, 10 games for mm. BU. That dropped right before the bean pot. Yeah, that did. I meant I, to I mention that earlier. That. Forgot. It is okay. But, I mean... It, it's kind of sad, you know. That's just this weekend, and then that's it. And then they make their turn. Their they did for another championship. They did clinch the hockey East regular season yeah, championship, so they will have home ice advantage. However far they get in the hockey East tournament, which means come to Matthews to Please see to Matthews. the Northeastern women's hockey team. First game of the hockey East tournament is next Saturday at yeah. seven thirty p.m. Exactly, and it should be a good one. I don't actually think. We know who we're playing yet, but I'm gonna go out on a limb. Say it might be Holy Cross. Based on the standings. Oh wait, no, they do. They do a new. They do a new seating thing. Either Holy Cross, New Hampshire, Merrimack, as the standings stay now. It depends on who wins those first round games. Um, I forgot that they changed the format. We're already back. I will say, I think that the worst matchup for them is obviously New Hampshire. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Providence is in seventh right now. Um, If there's a way for UNH to pass them, I hope they do. Yeah. Because Providence is a better matchup for Northeastern. Which is, which is weird to say because typically mm-hmm. Providence is like Northeastern. At least last season, Providence was Northeastern's foil all the way. Like, mm-hmm. Abstrider was great. Providence had a lot of strong skaters. They've struggled this year. But they've struggled a lot this year. And I think it would be more beneficial for Northeastern to play a team that's struggled more. Um, UNH is playing two games against Maine this weekend. Hmm. Wow, Providence. Interesting. Where is it? I think Providence has a better chance to drop than UNH than if they're playing Maine because you never know how that one's going to go. Can't find Providence. Hold on. Keep what, talking. What, give me, what give if me. Holy Cross just, like, went, shocks everyone and wins they, the round? We'd love it. <laughs> we'd love it. You know, go Holy honestly, Cross. Like, honestly, Holy Cross, if you're listening, you got, if the Holy Cross hockey team is listening. We're just talking we're about every you. single program. We're rooting for you, really. Like, we're, this is hockey this week. Roll credits. Um... To not but, to yeah, we are rooting for you. Um, um, win the rounds. Providence is playing BU. Providence is probably going to drop those. So mm. that. I mean, BU isn't great this year. BU has struggled the last few games. But compared to Providence, they had well, those. Okay, they yeah. had all those COVID issues, and it hasn't. Yeah, it has really turned really. back around for them, and I hope it. Yeah. They, I hope that's not like I hope I didn't want to insinuate. I didn't. I didn't mean to insinuate COVID had any impact on it, but. I'm just giving a frame injuries, of reference. Injuries yeah, and related I meant injuries probably have had a pretty Not big making any guesses on people's health. Mm. That's what I wanted to clarify. Mm. But anyway, either way, it's going to be tough for them. And then from there, it decides basically the seeding for the first round. And then mm-hmm. who we play as Northeastern fans, who we see them play. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I thing is, I'm not worried too much but i say this lightly because there is reason to be worried obviously by next week hopefully mueller will be back arar will have her hand healthy no wrist injuries please i'm crossing my fingers 
no wrist Please. injuries. Let's just um, stop. I li- mentioning <laughs> people. It's just wrists, PTSD. Please. I'm sorry. Um, no, hopefully nothing too bad. They go into the tournament healthy, ready to play, and pull out another trophy. And then obviously after that, win or lose the hockey trophy, they still have NCAA aspirations. They are still prob. They there's no possible way they're dropping out of the turn of the NCAA let's tournament anyway. On, let's knock on some wood there. Thank you. I probably I think so. it yeah. is. It is. Okay, but I have to ask, is there? I don't think so. They only have I'm not chanting it. Okay. But based on based on the standings, is there any possible way mm, they drop out of the twelve? If no, they right? drop if they drop one of these two games to Yukon potentially. Mm. I think. Uh, I don't know. Well, voting don't for know. voting for the rankings has been weird. Yeah. For voting for the rankings is always extremely weird. I honestly don't understand. They are fourth in pairwise right now, which interesting considering they have the best record here. Um or yeah. one of the best records here. I think the argument is that um the conference that the other teams are in ahead of them is more difficult than Hockey East. Is what I've seen people say. I don't Hockey agree. East is weak this year. Hockey East has always been weak, to be fair. But especially this year. Especially I mean, this year, yes. Holy Cross has five points in the Hockey East. Let's go, Holy Cross. Five points. Which is oh. better than the than University nothing. of Maine men's team, which has three. <laughs> Sorry. Go um, Black Bears. And Vermont has... Oh, no. that. Uh, sorry. They have 12 points. I'm looking yeah. at a completely different thing. But, yeah, me. no. They're fourth in pairwise right now. Um, th- 37 pairwise points. Don't know how pairwise points are calculated. Don't ask Personally, me. Personally, don't, don't really do know. Please don't ask me to do math <laughs> again. What the? Oh, sorry. They're, and, obviously, they are, like, they are, you know, it's still a very strong team. I don't know if there's – I don't know what may need to happen for them not to, obviously – be in the tournament, but we're just ho- holding out hope that that's not going to happen because it's not. Anyway, if they do make the championship or the NCAA tournament, they go to State College, Pennsylvania. It's in Penn State. Yep. yep. Uh, I was looking at it the other day. Why are there two conference? Why are there two? The the uh, the man. men's final four is a TD though, which is cool except for. We're not gonna have to worry I, about I, that. I no, I was just saying in ge- no, I was just saying in general. <laughs> Watch them go out and make the final four, oh. the frozen four. I would, I would, I would, I would probably. I would lose my mind. I would check outside to see pig squad. <laughs> like I genuinely. That's such a shot <laughs> at the men. Sorry, team. I'm sorry. If this is Ray's the, opinion. I did not say this. If they get to this. the frozen fours on the back of Devin Levi, and I say Does it with Le- a lot of. Love in my heart for Devin Levi. Does Devin Levi get the net back because TJ Semptonfelter has been so good? Oh, they're going to battle for it, but... I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see who wins. Anyway. I think you're in a position where you can actually play to goaltenders and Yeah, not, and be fine with that. And not make Devin, make Devin play, play every game. <laughs> where he played every single game. Which is means a luxury. That he stays Northeastern hasn't Maybe had frozen that four bid. in over four <laughs> years. Sorry. I can't like I'm laughing at this team. I'm so sorry. Um, um anyway, back to the women. Anyway, back to the women's. Yeah. So their last series before tournament time is this weekend. Come to so senior night. Come to senior night on Saturday afternoon. It's going to be great. They're gonna honor all the seniors. All twelve. All t- they're gonna honor all twelve seniors who are all who have for the most part all been really great contributors to this team. Very great players, Definitely. very great people. Definitely. Um, and you're not going to want to miss it at all. It's probably going to be pretty sentimental. 
Um, Give me a, a fun <laughs> broadcast. It's going to be a really sad broadcast, but it's okay. Um, yeah, and then obviously tournament time starts. They're going for their fifth trophy? Yes, fifth row. straight. The fifth, fifth straight. Because Mike and I were at the fourth straight. They've won four straight fifth regular seasons. No, they've won four straight. Three three four straight because last year they didn't have one. So three, yeah. four, uh, but not, they won I'm year. moving on. Yeah, yeah. If not, BC men's team can claim that they won the 2020-21 uh, men's hockey East regular season. Northeastern uh, can claim it too because they did. Anyway. Any, every team can claim it. And Northeastern women's will be the one to claim that because they did. Um, also, their record last year, like compared to this year, their record last year was crazy. They were 22-2-1 last year, oh which is my God. insane. Um, they lost... Only one game on the road. Oh, no, they didn't even lose a game on the road. My bad. So They that tied was, a game. They tied a game on the road last season. Crazy. Unreal. Anyway, besides the point, yeah, Northeastern hockey is soon ending. Which is that's, so, that's so crazy to think about that. It, it's crazy to think about it. Like, it's February 17th. Yeah. Anyway. It, it is crazy to think about it. I kind of don't want Northeastern women's hockey to end because that's the good hockey. I like watching that hockey a lot. Um... But so, yeah. all good things must come to an end. Yeah. Obviously, WRBB is going to have coverage of the two games this weekend. Um, tomorrow, Mike and I are going to be in stores, Connecticut. That's true. Isn't Maddie going with you? With Maddie Wasserman and obviously Kayla Xiao on photos. And then Saturday night, Emma. Saturday afternoon. Saturday me afternoon, my bad. Is me, Emma Sullivan, alongside Kong Kapoor and Alexis Spring making Ooh, her debut. Very excited, excited for to that. hear. Um, but yeah, so tune, tune in. Yeah, tune in. Gonna be fun. Keep it locked on the WRB socials. Tune in. You know where to be. This has been Hockey East this week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening, and have a great night. Nice pass there over to Philippe across the ice. Philippe skates behind the net. Centering pass, looking in for Solo, who scores! Zach Solo in.